Thank you for tuning in to Ask the Pharmacist with Joe DiMatteo. Joe is a pharmacist, naturopath, and board certified in clinical nutrition. We are here to impact your health and change your life. My name is Joe DiMatteo Jr., and it is my honor to introduce my father, Dr. Joe DiMatteo. Welcome you once again to another edition of the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. We're having a little bit of trouble here getting my uh, uh, my whatchamacallit started here. The whatchamacallits, the the uh, <laughs> the recording of the radio broadcast. So I don't know, we might have a problem here today. It's always something, is it not? I mean, it always seems like it's something. Kenny, bail me out here, man. It's always something, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. But folks, um, technologically advanced, I'm not. Uh, it's kind of too late to figure this out. So we're just going to have to, uh, hopefully you guys will catch on. We'll have this show then up on um, the website. Unfortunately, I'll give you the phone number in a few minutes uh, that you can reach us here live on air. And we got a lot to talk about. Simple things. Simple, simple, simple. Simple truths. Often the simplest of truths are the most powerful and the most effective. Simply talking today, <clears throat> talking about simple truths. What about the role of cruciferous vegetables and prostate cancer for men? What about bees, the family of bees, and how they affect our cognitive function? Is it possible that good forms of glucosamine and chondroitin can be as effective as Celebrex, a medication that's used to treat osteoarthritis? What about vitamin D and preeclampsia, severe preeclampsia? Preeclampsia is a a toxic condition that women can develop um, during pregnancy that can lead to very severe complications, sometimes loss of the child, of the infant in the womb, um, often, you know, bed rest, um, blood pressure spikes, high blood pressure is a huge problem. So we've, this is a very complicating scenario. Is it possible that vitamin D, and I'll take it a step farther, that antioxidant status is involved here? Mm, yeah, you bet your bottom dollar. And is it possible that omegas do more than just protect the heart? Do more than just protect your joints and reduce inflammation? Do more than help your skin? Is it possible that we're seeing some literature um, even now about liver disease and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and the role of omegas? We know in the last few weeks we've talked at length about the role of these components um, when it comes to even simple things such as probiotics, right? Are probiotics important? When we're talking about fatty liver disease, no doubt about it. So there are some very, very significant components here. So we've got a lot to cover. Before we do that, I'm going to go to um, an email. And we have uh, one gal writing here and says, Boy, I would like the opportunity to do a consult regarding sleep dysfunction. Please advise if this is possible. 
And is there a charge to do the consult? Thank you. Um, yes, there is a charge to do the consult. Yes, it is possible. No doubt about it. <clears throat> Obviously, if I spent hours and hours every day on the phone and in the office just pretty much answering questions all day without remuneration, it would be pretty difficult for us to pay our bills. Um, so certainly, yes, there's remuneration. Um, it's very time-consuming. Uh, often we recommend certain labs and tests, and then we want to evaluate those labs and tests, and then we have to interact with you, and we want to explain those tests. Sometimes very time-consuming. So hopefully that gives you some insight. Number two, hey, my wife bought... Um, GI Pro Essentials for ulcerative colitis. Two scoops in the glass is super thick. Wondering how much liquid I should use. Well, I probably got to use at least about eight to ten ounces of liquid. Um, if you do not, if you're at four to five to six ounces of the GI prep, you might have too thick of a liquid. Another gal writes, Shirley, and I feel very bad about this because this has just been a huge, huge complicating factor and i think what we're going to do is talk about just redoing our labels and then putting a sticker just for california here's what's happened certain restrictions in the state of california mandate that if anyone uses a protein-based compound that if there's even parts per billion of lead in there, which there are parts per billion. You follow me here? One part per billion. That's like the comparing one dollar to a billion dollars. You get the drift here? Parts per, not million, parts per billion. It's mandatory. you, you got to understand this. It's mandatory that we put that on the label. If not, we get fined. So this gal, she said, I'm so distressed. I saw it on your label. I threw it in the garbage. My husband had three cousins. They were raised in a blacksmith shop. They all developed Alzheimer's disease at a very young age. Um, Surely, my goodness gracious, you can't compare one part per billion in a protein-based product. Anybody, not just us, anybody that ships into California, it's a little crazy out there. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, There's restrictions out there that are beyond comprehension. Not just me. Anybody has to put that on your label. So what I think we're going to do is just get little stickers (laughs) and just put a little sticker, a little yellow sticker or something that when it goes to California, we put that on there because now we figured we do the, we we thought we would just do the thing that the FDA was requiring. We put it on our labels and folks have kind of been in an uproar. In a way, I can't blame you, but understand these are things um, that we're mandated to do, not just us, any manufacturer of these products. 800-281-8255. 800-281-8255. 800-281-8255. I'm going to read you a little something out of the book of Genesis today. And we're going to talk a little bit about Abraham um, a little later on in the broadcast. But I just want to set the stage to some degree. Um, Abraham has just been given, Abram rather, was just given by God this incredible, incredible promise. He's, the Lord says to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. God is giving him specific direction. And he says, I will bless you, Abram. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. In other words, he's going to be a blessing to many. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So God gives him this amazing promise. 
And um, <clears throat> he goes and he makes a couple of mistakes here, Abram. Unfortunately, he, he, he gets, Lot goes with him. God didn't tell Lot to go. God told Abram to go, not not Lot. But, you know, he takes his wife, Sarah, he takes his nephew, Lot, and takes all their possessions, and they go. And then I'm going to jump down here. He builds an altar to God. He's worshiping God. God gives him this amazing promise. Then in verse 10, now watch this. He sets, then Abram sets out and continued toward the Negev. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while. Because the famine was so severe. And as he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarah, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they'll say, hey, this is um, this is his wife. And they'll kill me and let you live because they're going to keep you because you're beautiful. Say you're my sister. So he lies so that I will be treated well for your sake. In other words, you're going to protect me, Sarah, my wife. I'm going to hide behind you. My life will be spared because of you. When Abram comes to Egypt, the Egyptians saw how beautiful that Sarah was. And Abram's officials saw her and they said, take her to Pharaoh. They took her into the palace and he treated Abram well for her sake. But Abram acquired sheep and cattle and male and female donkeys, female servants and camels. But the Lord afflicted serious disease on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. We're going to come, we're going to give you a couple takeaway messages here today. I just want to encourage you when there's a famine in the land, notice it's God gives him direction to go. But as soon as he gets to the land that God promises him to get to, at the first sign of distress, how many of you know that often when we make right decisions for God, we confront distress? When there was a famine in the land, Abram goes down to Egypt to live because the famine was severe. Sounds like a good, I've seen some teachings on this and they say, well, that sounds like a good idea. Hey, he, he was thinking on his feet. Now, the reality of it is in the paragraph before that he's praising and worshiping God. When things are going good. Now the things get a little turned on their, on their head. And he goes to Egypt. Do you understand what Egypt represents? Egypt represents coalition or alliance with the world. Alliance, coalition with worldly thinking. Ungodly thinking. That doesn't mean that we don't live in this world. Jesus told us that we're not to be of this world, right? We, 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 we've got to function. We've got to do what we have to do. Now I'm going to ask you a question. <clears throat> Did Ab- was Abraham tested here? Did Abraham fail or pass his test? Why would God have tested him like that? Was it to reveal to God Abram's heart and his trust and belief? Or is it possible that in some of the testing that Abram confronted and that you and I confront, it's to reveal ourselves to ourselves or us to ourselves. Does that make sense? See, when we're put under the pressure cooker, what do we do? Do we lie? Do we cheat? Do we scam? Do we squeeze out? Or do we tell the truth? I mean, I can already think of areas where I've lied and where I've kind of padded the truth because I just didn't want, it was like, it was embarrassing, right? And I'm sure you can think of those things. So often when we're tested, we think, that it's to, we are to show God. See, God already knows the beginning from the end. He doesn't have to wait to see our response. He already knows what our response is going to be. Often, I believe, it's about revealing ourselves 
to ourselves. I want you to think about that. And we're going to come back to a little teaching on Abram a little bit later. Deficient vitamin D levels. Wow. Is it possible that women with low vitamin D have a increased risk for severe preeclampsia? You bet your bottom dollar. Why is this so important? Preeclampsia is a serious condition of pregnancy, a severe complication. There's protein that spills into the urine. Blood pressure rises. Um, the, the mother, is it an increased risk for death? I mean, honestly, this is severe. This is major. Mild preeclampsia is one thing. <clears throat> severe preeclampsia is another. And we see that severe preeclampsia, the complication of pregnancy, is is hugely increased the lower your vitamin D levels are. It says women whose vitamin D levels were greater than 50 nanomoles per milliliter, at least um, um, you know, on, on, on that scale, what we always tell you to be had a risk of developing severe preeclampsia that was 40% lower than the risk of women who had low levels for decades. This Dr. Bardner at university public school of health said, look for years, we've known that vitamin D is important for bone health. Well, Dr. Bardner, um, it goes way beyond that immune autoimmune antimicrobial peptide activity, frailty in elderly. I mean, the, the list is incredible. Mood disorders, depression. The list is incredible that are associated with low vitamin D status. And we've taught you that since 2004. It's been 11 years since we've discussed the role. Honestly, way, way, way before anybody anywhere was really talking about the importance of D. We were bringing forth research on radio broadcasts. Number two, You've got to know that preeclampsia, this complication of pregnancy, um, can also be rooted in low antioxidant status, low nutrient status. Many times preeclampsia is encouraged by lack of antioxidants in your body. Now, where do antioxidants come from? Well, your core of where they should come from is from the foods that you eat, vegetables, fruits. You find that many individuals that are at a high risk for preeclampsia this devastating condition of pregnancy, the potential loss of the child in the womb and possibly even death to the mom, huge complications. Not only is it vitamin D deficiency, but it's magnesium deficits, lacks, lack of antioxidants. The general theme for all of us, why we need to eat more vegetables, more plant-based foods, more minerals, more fiber, even in the role of pre-eclampsia, it plays a huge, huge component. 800-281-8255. Huh. Fatty liver disease. Big, big thing. It's, it's even on the news in the last couple of years. Um, I've been to symposiums where we've talked about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We know that certainly alcohol damages the liver, obviously. But what about those that don't drink? Why is it rising? Well, the prim- primary rising tide is because of a poor diet, a lot of processed and refined flours and sugars, very little in the way of foods that I just mentioned, vegetables, fibers, antioxidants. Um, and the other part is um, men and women that just make a lot of bad decisions and insulin and sugar, literally, and this is going to sound bizarre, 
are toxifying your liver. I, I know that's weird. Wait, so wait a minute. How does something that your body produce insulin, um, and then what your body's trying to put into the cells, how does it toxify the liver? It literally, that's what it does. When you consume too much of these types of foods, it overwhelms the liver, the storage capacities. Insulin is literally taking glucose into the liver. It's trying to store it. It's hyperstoring it. You begin to develop fatty streaks. So number one, for fatty liver disease, and it's non-alcohol related, and you've been told, hey, your liver enzymes are elevated. Hey, you need to have a liver biopsy. Hey, you need to have an ultrasound. So your medical doctors are telling you, hey, we need to send you to a um, hepatologist, a liver specialist. And the reality of it is you need to understand that fatty liver disease is a result, first of all, of a horrible lifestyle, an imbalance of good bacteria in your gut. So change your diet, change your lifestyle, get moving. Do you know that even being seated and sedentary for long periods of time increases the risk of fatty liver disease? God built you to move, right? See, much of this information, when I come forth um, um, on this program, it, you know, you, you, when you hear me say things like why you need to eat certain foods and why God built you to move, you, you, I can back them up. Eventually, I can back them all up. And ultimately... We know that good bacteria, you've got to have, you've got to take something like the probiotic essentials. You've got to overload the gut with good bacteria. It'll take stress off the liver. The better the bacteria in your gut, it'll take stress off of your liver. And now research piece says, hey, um, you know what else actually helps the liver? Hmm. Omega-3 fatty acids. We were shocked, says this Donald Jump, researcher at Oregon State University, that these biological pathways in the liver, Metabolomics, they're calling it, the analysis of metabolites to learn more about fatty acids and the benefits of liver disease, metabolomics. He says it's pretty clear. Most studies on these nutrients find an effect on lipid metabolism and inflammation, right? Omega 800s. I've been talking to you about that for eons. He says, boy, but our metabolomic analysis indicates and shows that omega fatty acids extend way beyond that. They include carbohydrate, amino acid, and even vitamin metabolism. Did you hear what I just said? That omega fatty acids are involved in how the body processes and uses carbohydrates, amino acids, and even vitamins. A lot of work has been done on fatty liver disease, he says, and we're just beginning to explore the potential, wow, for DHA in the omega fatty acids in preventing and slowing disease progression. That is interesting. I discussed that earlier in the month of September and I, and I, and I feel like, um, I needed to go back to it and that, cause that's how powerful that is. Look, omega 800s, probiotic essentials, change your diet. If you've been told you've got fatty livers, if fatty liver disease is potentially a cancerous condition long-term, you don't get it under control, possibly cirrhosis, serious, serious stuff. And if you've battled this scenario, are there other things we can do? Absolutely. Are there other antioxidants and nutrients? Absolutely. But just the basics are critically 
important for you to engage. 800-281-8255. I'm going to go to the phones, but another email or two. My 15-year-old son's been diagnosed with anxiety. He was prescribed Zoloft. So often you'll see physicians and psychiatrists use a medication like Zoloft, an SSRI, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. See, this does not make you make more serotonin. It forces more out that's available. It blocks the receptors, a selective serotonin reuptake so that you don't take it back into the vesicle. Serotonin stays out for use. Okay. Puts the horse out of the barn so that he can work, put serotonin out, not make more. We always want to try to get you to make more. Our approach versus the pharmacologic approach. But for sake of argument here, hey, prescribe that. He doesn't want to take the drug though, she says. Mom, and I forget, I'm not seeing mom's name, I'm reading this right off the computer, Laura. And she says, but I'm, and I'm supporting it on, on him. But he cannot get to sleep. He's, he bites his fingers. He's fidgety. In other words, he's anxious. What are some natural things that can help? Or hormones? Or adrenal tests that we should do? Waiting on results from a CBC and a thyroid function. Thank you. Please help, Laura. Um, you gotta look at the thyroid. There could be some issues there. Look at a basic blood count. It's, you know, do what you got to do medically. Follow your medical advice here. Just look at the basics. Um, in the interim, I, I put him on mood essentials two twice a day, 30 minutes before, 20 minutes before meal. I put him on coenzyme B complete, one breakfast, one dinner. Massive doses of the omega-800. I put him on three at breakfast, three at dinner. At a minimum, he's not sleeping. L5-HTP at bedtime. Start with one. For two or three nights, increase it to two for another three to four nights. If he doesn't get results, you go to three. What are we going to try to do? Help him make more serotonin, calm the brain with the omega-8 hunters and DHA. We're going to use mood essentials that helps you to methylate better, make these brain neurotransmitters more efficiently. There's glycine in there. It's calming. It's neuroinhibitory. Let's get to the phones in Arizona. We got Helen. Helen, you're on. How can I help you today? Hello, Helen. Helen, you there? Howdy ho. Hey, how are you? Hi. Thanks for calling. How good. are you? Good, good. What can I help good, you with? But I, I, uh, I went and had the genetic testing done. I have spoken to you before about this. My sister passed away in April from primary peritoneal cancer. Okay. And we found out we had the BRCA gene in our family. Although nobody's ever gotten breast cancer in all of our cousins, aunts, everybody. Mm-hmm. But my... Um, out of five siblings, three are positive, one died, and um, I'm the last one to find out. And I go today in another hour to find out if I'm positive or not. When I went to the oncologist, where you go, for the mm-hmm. testing, mm-hmm. I went there feeling very confident because I had an ovary and a tube removed uh, and a hysterectomy, all benign, just period problems, okay. prior to my menopause. A good six years, seven years prior to my menopause. All right, right which they say prophylactically is the best thing to do is before your menopause to have this stuff removed. It helps you protect your ovaries and your breast. Well, when I got done talking to the woman over there, I was convinced that if I'm positive, I have to have a bilateral mastectomy <clears throat> with reconstruction, go in there and have my other tube and my ovary removed, and you've got to get right in there. Well, you know, that's pretty much what they recommend. I mean, honestly, they, they're going to... They're going to talk about very aggressive. I mean, that's a big move today. Just remove the breast. 
just remove them. Um, I, I got to go to a break. I'm going to put you on hold. And I'll bring you and Jill on. You stay with me. All right, folks. 800-281-8255. Hey, we were talking about Abram, right? Abram just just has a big, big party with God. He's worshiping and praising. In the very next verse, it says that he goes where God's sending him, and but the famine hits. Testing. What happens when you and I are, are going, we believe, in the direction that God wants us to do, and we are faced and confronted with testing? Do we pass or do we fail? We'll talk about Abram and how he failed, and we should try to not make the same mistakes in a few moments. Stay with us. We get many people that have not gotten well with traditional medicine. For nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb, specialist in functional integrative medicine, good health is often a gut-level decision. About 70 to 85 percent of your immune system's in the gut. As a child, your thymus gland is actually your immune system, and babies are born with hardly any flora or minimal amounts. And through exposure to dirt, things they suck on, their mom's antibodies they get from breast milk gradually just builds up over time. Always start with the gut. When you have somebody has an illness, the normal bacterial balance that's supposed to be there is typically not there. They could have yeast overgrowth, parasites. They could have just an imbalance of bacteria. And many times that's just evaluated by history or we can do further testing that they can do at home. We look at a systems-based approach. So you have your immune system, your GI, hormones, energy, cardiometabolic, and all those systems work together. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget, make annual checkups, and pray for a happy and healthy home. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist knows how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. That's why he hosts a daily call-in show dedicated to helping you achieve greater physical and spiritual health. Trying to keep you and your family healthy can be frustrating. As a certified pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, and naturopathic doctor, Joe specializes in bridging the gap between conventional and alternative medicines. Joe examines the most recent headlines and scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is hype and what is really important. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, Joe DiMatteo strives to bring your health into a spiritual focus. He begins each show with prayer and reflection, asking for good Good health and happiness for you and their listeners all across America. Tune in, listen, learn, and live healthy with Ask the Pharmacist. Considering a probiotic? Just remember that what's on the bottle isn't necessarily what's in it. This is Joe DiMatteo, and like you, my family's health is extremely important to me, and I won't give them just anything. Many probiotics are not shelf-stable. They deteriorate in the warehouse and in shipping, so what's on the box is no longer in the product by the time it gets to you. That's why I develop Probiotic Essentials, so I can rest assured my family is getting the full dose of high-quality strains their bodies need. 
In fact, we regularly send our probiotic essentials from our store shelves to an independent lab to verify the quality and potency of our product. Yeah, we're a little crazy about quality control, but you know what? That's okay with me. Knowing that your family and mine are getting nothing but the highest quality probiotics possible makes it the kind of crazy I can live with. Learn more about our probiotic essentials as well as other supplements at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget. You make annual checkups. You pray for a happy and healthy home. Here on the Ask the Pharmacist show, I know how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. As a registered pharmacist, board-certified clinical nutritionist, and naturopath, it's my goal to help bridge the gap between conventional and alternative naturopathic medicine. Every day, I'm here to discuss the most recent headlines, scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is most important or hype. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, I strive to bring your health into a spiritual focus with a firm reliance on God and the promises found in His Word. It's my prayer for you and listeners all across America that you enjoy good health and happiness each and every day. Stay tuned, listen, learn, and live healthy. This is Joe DiMatteo. Ask the Pharmacist continues in a moment. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. Welcome back to America's Health Talk Hour. This is Joe Dimani on the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. If you're just joining us, you can reach us toll-free at 877-655-6755. That's toll-free, 877-655-6755, or at AskJoeDimadio.com. Let's get back to talking your health. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for being with us. And we're going to go back to the phones. We're going to go to Helen, Jill, Nydia in um, New Jersey. And I just have a, just a couple other thoughts and questions here. Why would God direct Abram to a land that was supposedly the, the, the chosen land? Basically, he just has a he just has a party with God. I mean, it says here in verse 12 that God just tells him, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm, I'm, you're going to be blessed. You're going to bless others. Those who curse you, I'm going to curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So he has literally an amazing encounter with God. And God says, Abram, I'm going, I'm choosing you. I'm making you my man. In essence, through you, through you, I am going to populate the earth and I'm going to perform my will and people will know me through you. And uh, Abram was 75 years old and 
Um, the key, he, he sets up, he has this big worship service in essence. And then in the very next few verses, it says, now there was a, you know, he, he, there was a famine in the land. So all of a sudden, when testing comes, what does Abram do? He goes down to Egypt immediately. That was a huge mistake. Going to Egypt is an alliance with the world. See, I take this as you and I confronting a problem. That doesn't mean we don't go seek medical advice, God forbid, or we don't go seek legal advice, God forbid, or or we seek the counsel of others. But do you do that first before you seek God's counsel and ask God to order your thoughts, your conversations, your interactions with others? Is it really? I've heard this message preached multiple times through the course of my years walking with God. And I always hear that Abram's faith was being tested. I'm not so sure. I think God knew the outcome. God knew how Abram, Abram then lied and cheated and scammed. And, And at some point in time, we all have. And God was saying here, in essence, to me, I'm going to reveal yourself to yourself. God, in our tests, he allows us to see us see ourselves for what we are. He goes down to Egypt, aligning himself with the world and not seeking God's counsel before he should have sought God's counsel. He then lies about his wife, makes his wife kind of his his protection. Everything goes south. He, in essence, was going where the food was, right? He was going where the gravy train. It says, in essence, he kind of got in line and just went to Egypt. That's where everybody else was going. But if he was a man of God, why wasn't he seeking? It was all good before that. Just a couple verses before that. He was worshiping, praising God, building altars. But when the test comes, the famine comes, when your dry land comes, when my dry land comes, and and they come, where do I go? Do I go to the world first? Or do I go to him? Look, I'm all for counsel. I'm all for people doing talk counsel. I'm all for all of that. But I'm telling you what, if we don't go to him first, then we're aligning ourselves. We're aligning ourselves with worldly thought. This is a perfect example. And then he makes huge mistakes after that. He lies. He uses his wife as a shield. He, And you know what's interesting, though? Now I'm going to get to the phones. But even after all of that nonsense... Look at verse 17. But the Lord afflicted serious disease on Pharaoh and all of his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. You know what this is saying? That even when Abram failed his tests, he miserably failed. He's walking with God. Boom, his first trial. He goes right and just does what everybody else does. He just just gives up the ghost completely. But God still bails him out in Genesis twelve seventeen. We just have to understand that we can't lose faith in God's protection, provision. Yesterday we talked about waiting on him. Sometimes we've got to seek and wait. Hard, hard for us to do. Back to the phones. Helen in Arizona. We gotta help this poor girl. Helen, you still with me? Yeah, I'm here. All right, great. 
Um, first of all, ouch, I don't know a ton. I know enough about the BRCA genes, but boy, that's pretty specific, you know, whether or not you've got the chromosome 13 or chromosome 17, whether it's you know BRC1, BRC2. Um, I, I know the generics, but I will tell you that I do know that if you show up positive, that's that's going to probably be the counsel you're going to get. But the reality of it is, I think what you need to ask them, <clears throat> of all the breast cancers that are diagnosed, how many women are, BR, are BRCA positive? From what I know, five to ten percent of all breast cancers are genetically. All right, that's that's pretty much the literature that I have too, and and then that to me then is so extreme that I'm going to have my breasts taken off. The a lot of the literature shows only five to six percent, basically, what you said, have a genetic yep. component to it. I'm, I'm, I'm personally, me, I can't give you that counsel. That's a decision that you and your family, your husband, whatever, have to make. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I can't see it for, you know, me, if it's me. Um, I'm going to be engaging. Boy, I'm going to get on some sulfuranes, which is a kind of a concentrated cruciferous vegetables. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be on indole carbonyl with calcium deglucarate. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, going to. Well, I eat organic. I take the best fish oil. I do <clears throat> optimum levels. Have my D3 checked. I do a pharmaceutical grade probiotic. Yeah. I've been doing this since I'm in my 20s, and I'm 58. I yeah. exercise. I'm in excellent shape. I don't drink alcohol. You're, you're, you're minimizing everything that you went through. When folks do the opposite of that, their risks go up. Do you realize 20% reduction in risk of breast cancer just for women that eat a lot of fibrous foods, vegetables oh, yeah. that are fibrous, that if they have good bacteria in their gut, they reduce an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, which reduces the risk for induction. Vitamin D levels below 50 nanograms per milliliter, 50% increase in a woman's risk. See, I'm, I'm putting my money down on those things as opposed to just just this gene because see everything in medicine today everything in healthcare everything exaggeration many things um always focus around how bad 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 our genes are our genes are evil we're just you know we just it's our fault it's our genes fault and the reality of it is there is so much more evidence that points to environmental and lifestyle and chemicals pesticides herbicides estrogen mimics poor liver detoxification bad bacteria right i mean you, you already got this so yeah. i I, th- I think you i think you you kind of kind of know what your answer and response is going to be. I need to calm down, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even use Jesus. skincare products and hair care products and laundry soap and dish soap <clears throat> that doesn't have chemicals in it. Exactly. I am, I am so proactive. And it seems to me that my primary care doctor said to me, if you were my wife, I'd tell you, don't even go get the test. Because mm-hmm. I know your nervous system and yeah. I know you're going to like get Freak out. very upset, mm-hmm. but you don't need to. You're, well, your routine screenings, you're extremely air, low risk. So what? You're, and that's where you have to see because of all of the things. What you can also do, we do some um, urinary um, hormone testing that looks at your methylation pathways. Um, you can also you'll look at your metabolites of your estrogen. See, we always blame estrogen. It's really the metabolites. So someone can have low estrogen and have the wrong metabolite ratio and be at a higher risk. 
You can have high estrogen, have the right ratio, and be at a lower risk. So you need to think about doing the urinary hormone testing to look at your 2-hydroxy, 16-hydroxy estrogens. Those are metabolites. Look at your methylation pathways. If you're a poor methylator, any of us, <clears throat> that increases our risk for cancer, period. So you've got some other tools that you can still engage. I think your doc was right, but but you already went through with it. But, you know, but no different than what I just read, if you were listening. And it, when there was a famine in the land, right? What, what's that represent to you and to me? When we are confronted yes. with trauma and with testing, do we run to the world first or do we run to him first? It doesn't mean you go to, the, right? go to the throne, not to the phone. Go, bingo. <laughs> Love it. All right. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. And thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a blessed day. Make sure you take a look. We've got some coenzyme Q10, Cardiomax. Take a look at some of the literature pieces on that. Um, They're the products of the month. I want you to just go in and get familiar. Why coenzyme Q10 is so phenomenally important? Why the right forms are really important? Well, because you've got to be able to absorb them. We only use Japanese source coenzyme Q10. Mitochondrial energy, it's, it's involved in ATP production. It's an, it's an antioxidant. It reduces your lipids, that's your cholesterol and triglycerides, by the way. It reduces their ability to oxidize. That's a, that's a chemical terminology that says that no different than rust on a piece of metal. See, when your lipids oxidize, what do you think I want you to eat and take antioxidants? Why buffered C? Why omegas, in essence? Why, if you're a huge um, heart risk, that you should be on like a polyresveratrol or, or our, our resveratrol plus, the coenzyme Q10. It, it reduces lipid peroxidation. That means oxidation, rancidity of the fats and lipids. When they go bad, they're going to create problems for you <laughs> and for me, for both of us. It's a free radical scavenger. It has the ability to mop up debris. Okay. See, when, when our bodies are exposed, <laughs> just living, me breathing and doing this program right now, and you too, by the way, you're creating free radical damage within your cells. You, your, your engines are running. They're creating exhaust, just like your car does right now if you're seated in your vehicle or driving in your vehicle. So antioxidants help to quench that. What do you think that coenzyme Q10 does? It has an amazing effect in stabilizing your membranes of your, of your cells and the fluidity. I mean, the list goes on. We'll talk more about it. I didn't get around to talking about it today. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about coenzyme Q10. Uh, we just got a lot of calls in here. So let's get back to the phone. Let's go to San Antonio, Texas. I got Jill. Jill, you're on. How can I help you? Hi. How are you, sir? I'm well. Thank you. Good, good. Um, I had a question because I've heard uh, quite a few times you speak about hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately i'm at that point in my life where uh, i need to do something mm-hmm. and um so i went ahead and and started on a hormone replacement therapy i wanted to get something that was more natural as opposed to a lot of the synthetic things that were out there okay. and um so i do have a history of chronic complex migraines um over the past 10 11 years and i did make sure with my neurologist that it was okay 
to take um, the hormone replacement therapy. And um, but anyway, I started it for about two weeks. That's all I've been on. It was the Minivale 0.05 patch and um, progesterone, 100 milligrams. Um, ever since I started it, of course, you, know, you change it twice a week, and it seems like the the very day I change the patch and the day after, I I get an extreme migraine, um, more severe than the migraines I've been having for the last. 10 or 11 years. Okay. Um, I'm assuming this is, it just seems to be attached to the hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when I called uh, my physician to see about what I needed to do, the response that I got back from the nurse was that, well, you must not be a candidate for hormone replacement, so you might as well just stop taking it. And I've only taken this for two weeks, and there was no adjusting or anything else. So I just didn't know if you had any well, insight into Well, this is, I mean, this probably would wind up in a consult because this gets pretty complex. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. But but let me just give you uh, at, a, at a quick uh, gander. Um, like estrogen that is not balanced adequately with progesterone can induce a headache and migraine in women. That's why you'll see them often at the mid-month and right before their cycle begins. So that's estrogen dominance. But it doesn't end there. How you process and handle your estrogens, how you eliminate them, just what I was talking to that previous gal about, how they're right. handled through the liver plays a key role. You know, So that, that there's two factors there. The next factor is I'm obviously a huge fan of microionized progesterone. That dose might need to be adjusted because when you do it orally um, you break that down through, by your liver see that's the, the only thing about oral hormones that I'm just not crazy about why I would rather it go sublingual or topical mm-hmm. see you're doing topical in that patch see when you do topical hormones you reduce clotting factor mechanisms your adhesion vascular adhesion molecule uh, molecules and all that drop those those things that want to create clotting all drop and now the other thing I would say to you, though, you are doing a patch, but ultimately you should probably have a combination of those hormones, estrogen components that are more balanced. So I, I think there's a couple of things, but probably the the other thing I would think about doing is doing a urine test to see really what your ratios are and to see if you're balanced and to see if maybe there needs to be an adjustment, as you mentioned, and then to look and see. What are your metabolites of those hormones of estrogen? Am I excreting them well and balanced? That could be a trigger. Maybe you need some liver support. And lastly, you might just need to get a better ratio or balance of the progesterone to estrogen. Because here's what happens to women if they're, if they're hormonally mediated. Now, I don't know if yours were completely hormonal, but here's the key. Mid-month and the end of the month, if they're have severe drops in estrogen, which sometimes happen, or if they have spikes where progesterone doesn't keep up with it in the second part of their cycle. So that's why we have to think about testing not only the ratio, but how you're eliminating. Are you doing any form of magnesium? No, sir. All right. Well, you, you need to get on the mag essentials at a minimum. And I would do two in the morning and two at bed. As a starting point, I'd eventually would recommend you try to get up to three at bed. Magnesium is a very critical 
a mineral for you name it. Actually, I wanted to talk about that yesterday, never got around to it. I, I'm going to do that. Maybe tomorrow, magnesium and CoQ. Magnesium in absorbable forms is a critical mineral for women with PMS issues, um, even hyperactivity disorders, um, migraines, headaches, because a lot of times headaches and migraines have a stimulus that are coming from chemicals. Uh, um, foods that we're exposed to that have chemicals in them, stimulatory type preservatives, colors, dyes. So you have a, a myriad of components that you look at, but magnesium plays a key role in hormone issues as well. So I, I think you've got a couple options. You should think about setting up a consult time and we get you to do, okay. do the urinary, do the urinary, what's called Dutch testing, D-U-T-C-H. If you talk to Terry on the off-air number, get that testing done first and then let her set you up for a consult. Okay. So I'm not a complete loss. possibly <laughs> uh, doing hormone replacement. No, Jesus, we're never a complete loss, right? Absolutely not. Not in him. We're never a complete loss, girl. Um, what I would say to you is that, um, no, I don't think so. That dose might be need to adjust it. They might have to think outside the box. Um, it, it, the counsel that we give you, we can't do it across state lines, but we'd be willing to write a, a, a letter to them. And see if they can, oh, okay. you can get them on board. So that's, you know, I mean, we would, we can't twist their arm, but we could do what we could do. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. All right, Jill. And the off, I'm sorry, the, do you, can I get the number? For sure. The... It's 888-865-9595. Number, option number three, ask for Terry. Terry. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you, God Jill. Bless. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Let's go to Nydia in New Jersey. She's been waiting a long time. Oops. Oops, Nydia, you still there? I'm here, Joe. How Thank are you? you. Great, nice, great name. Love the name, Nydia. That's awesome. Thank you. So, what do we got? My son, my son has. He's 11, and he's a wrestler. He has really bad skin for wrestling. The pediatrician always says so. He's on bounce like Lindir, because he gets break. You know, he gets breakouts besides the ringworm and all that stuff. He has this breakout that it's kind of like um, it has like oozing a little bit, and it's right below his eye. I don't know if there's like a path there. But um, he's on Valcyclodeer. Is there anything else that we can put on him? And what, um, mm. he's about 120 pounds. What doses do you think he needs? How many milligrams? Well, I mean, the Valcyclovir is more of an antiviral. And okay. so are we thinking this was diagnosed as, as a viral issue and that you're sure it's not a bacterial or anything else? Uh, I don't know. That's what the pediatrician gave hmm. us. So he doesn't have like acne-like breakouts. No, this is just one specific spot on his face. Okay. And and he gets hmm. it, it kind of gets oozy. It looks like a, okay. like a, like a um, you know a, a oak poisoning type yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Well, it's always in the same spot. It's always in the same spot, so obviously he's susceptible. And so, so valcyclovir. I'm not real sure what else we could do. Um, I mean, I'd almost have to think about that. So you also want to know, like the, the the dosing for that, though. Right, because we just got a um, refill with the prescription. I'm wondering maybe maybe. And of course, he he says he takes it. I know he doesn't take it every day, but when he takes it every day, he's pretty covered. What dosage do you think? He's 120 pounds and he's 13. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't remember because I think those come, Valcyclovir, I believe, comes in 500 milligram, 1,000 milligram doses. I'm pretty sure. Okay. What's he using right now? 
I don't know. I'm actually at the outside the pharmacy to pick it up, and I was listening to your show. I'm like, oh, I'm going to call Joe and yeah. see if he has any other yeah, ideas. Off the top of my head, I, ca- I can't even remember because you know I'm, I'm not that close to some of because there's there's famcyclovir, there's valcyclovir, there's acyclovir, and I know they typically run anywhere from 250 to 1,000 milligrams. At 11 years old, though, he's getting pretty close to that adult dosing. So, you know, he's usually... Gone through, he's gone through puberty already. Well, and he's he's good with adult dosing. I'm going to say it's got to be around 500 milligrams at a minimum of a day, because I would imagine okay. they're going to put him on some type of maintenance dose. You can give me a call back okay. tomorrow once you pick up the prescription, all right? Okay, thank All right, you. great. You have a great day. Um, Barbara, real quick, maybe for a second here. Barbara in Alabama, how are you today, Barb? I'm good, Joe. Good. Um, quickly, I've had bilateral hip replacements with a revision on the left last year. Okay. And the physicians, the surgeons uh, were concerned that I had a lot of osteolysis. And I'm okay. wondering if there's something that I can do to supplement that so that when I have the surgeries in the future, I won't have so much bone loss. Yeah. And okay. two, I'm having problems with cysts formations okay. and one underneath my eye. Well, the only one, I mean, the only one I'm going to be able to deal with probably today is the bone one because I'm going to have to go. So why don't we do this? Um, you need to be on Osteo Essentials Plus two twice a day. That's number one. Number two, have you had a vitamin D level done? If you haven't, you need to have one done. ASAP. Let's get your vitamin D levels done. Um, thirdly, I would put you on um, some strontium at bedtime. Strontium can stimulate osteophytes, so you will stimulate more uh, bone uh, m- making, if you will, manufacturing. I put you on one to two strontium at bedtime, and we use another prep because you're pretty. You're, this is pretty important. You're at, a, at an critical time. I put you on bone collagenizer two in the morning on an empty stomach. If you get a moment, you call me back again tomorrow. If you didn't get all that, we'll go over. All right. Okay. Thanks, Barbara. Blessings to you. Great day on the phones. You guys had some tough questions, man. BRCA2 and, I mean, whole testing me on strengths of drugs. It's all good, though. But you know what? That's testing in the natural. We we can all handle that. But what about when life's testings come and we get bad news and we get bad things are happening and maybe one of your children have gone south, so to speak? What do we do? Do we go to the world? Do we do it? Do it? Now, I'm not picking on Abram, God forbid. Abram, when there was a famine in the land, when trials came, Abram goes down to Egypt immediately to live. It never indicates in the Bible that he seeks God's counsel first. That's not to say that maybe, I don't know, that God would have directed, I don't know. But there's the key. The key is, where do you and I go with our difficulties? Where do we go with our testing? And God's not necessarily waiting to see how we respond. He already knows how you're going to respond. He's going to kind of reveal to you and me how I'm going to respond, right? Thanks for being with us. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow at 3. 
You only want what's best for your family. You understand that you might only be able to save a few dollars by buying generic paper towels, but you stick to the brand names when it comes down to what's really important. Take Omega-3 fish oil, for example. You can buy 500 soft gels for less than $20 at many big box stores, but you know that if you do, you'll be tasting fish all day, and you won't be getting close to the strength your body needs to see any real results. And how can you really be sure that the heavy metal toxins have been removed? Where's the bargain? The Essentials brand Omega-3 800 is molecularly distilled for purity, has a great lemon taste, and is ultra-concentrated so that you can take fewer soft gels and feel results. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist designed Omega-3 800s to be the premier fish oil supplement on the market today. Visit www.askjoedimatteo.com or call 877-275-7743 for more information on Omega-3 800s and why they're the smart choice for you and your family. 